Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Thank you, Lord. I want to welcome all the visitors today. I don't normally welcome them. But, but uh, you're all welcome. We're glad to have you. Because some people don't like to be put on the spot. I'm not going to ask anybody to stand up. Stand up and take a bow. Anyway, praise the Lord. God is uh, wonderful. God is awesome. God is, uh, is big. The thing I learned in uh, Sunday school was uh, God is love. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's the thing. That's the first thing I learned. You know, there was a few years I doubted it. <laughs> Not because of him, but because of me. You know, the way I was living and acting, but... God is a redeemer. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, again, we're, we're glad to have everyone this morning. Uh, even those of you that have been here for 30 years. I was even thinking of Donna this morning. Um, you came during the storefront. We were still in the storefront. Is that over 30 years ago? Wow. Donna. I never forget when Donna came. We had a minister. He was even wild for me, you know. But he said, who's never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And Donna raised her hand. He said, you lock the doors. <laughs> she saw the fear come over her. But anyway, <laughs> we're not going to lock the doors. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning about the authority to bless through the authority of the word. We, we actually started, uh, I think this was on Father's Day, we started talking about the, the Father's blessing. And I've just continued uh, the thought, not with just the Father's blessing, but the blessing of the believer to the world. The scripture says, uh, Jesus actually said, it's in red, he said to bless those who curse you. So Jesus has given us authority to bless. As a matter of fact, there, he's actually given us authority to forgive sin. I know there's a lot of oh, thinking about that, but he said after he rose from the dead, he breathed on them and, and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He said, whosoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And whoever sins you retain, they are retained. So we're not, that, but that's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm just letting you know that the believer has authority, and the authority comes through the Word of God. Okay? 
You know, we don't carry our Bibles anymore unless you have it on your iPhone. But do you read your Bible? Do you, and I'm not trying to give you a guilt trip, but the reality is, as Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. How many of you are eating? You don't even have to ask me. I'm eating, but I'm also feeding on the scripture. And so I know that authority comes through the scripture. I talked about last week uh, about safeties. You know what a safety is? A safety is a, is a well, there's a lot of it. But when I, was in, when I was in grade school in seventh grade, we, I lived in an urban area. And so uh, the children had to cross the street. So they gave us a, an orange belt that went around and it goes across here. And I was a safety and I had the authority to stop the children. The police officer there, he had the authority to step out into traffic and to stop. This is a four-lane highway. He had the authority to step out into traffic to put up his hand and to stop the traffic. Did he have the power to stop the traffic? No, he didn't have the power because those cars back then were made of steel. They were, most of them were eight-cylinder and they could run right over him but he had the authority to step up there and to put that out because there was a power behind him. The car stopped. Yes. And so you might think that you're the weakest believer. You might think that you are, you might even think that you're far from God. But if you are saved and saved, you believe in Jesus, you're you're a child of God. You have the authority in the name of Jesus, not only to deal with principalities and powers, but you have the authority to bless your world. Yes. We're living in a world that you can hardly even say anything without being criticized from one party or the other. Well, we have the authority to bless those who curse us. We need to be able to speak the blessing of the Lord so that we can bring down the hatred, we can bring down the fear. And so what if they say something bad about you, even to your face? They're probably talking behind your back, so you might as well hear to your face and just bless them. Yes. Bless the Lord. And before we get there, before we do that, the, the Lord has been stirring my heart because he wants me to walk in confidence. He wants me to walk in confidence. He wants me to walk in security. He wants me to walk in boldness. And he wants you to do the same thing. But how can we walk in, how can we walk in boldness and confidence if we have a small God in our mind? We've got to realize that our God is not small. You know, we're so caught up in ourselves, we don't even know how big the world, the world is. Yeah, so true. We're so caught up in ourselves, we don't even know that our world is a speck in the Milky Way. <laughs> and that our world and our sun, the sun, Melody said, it's amazing how far the sun is and you can feel heat. The sun is 95 million miles away from us and we're still getting hot from the sun. And that's just a medium-sized star. 
If you ever, if, if you ever go on uh, YouTube, look up Louis Giglio. He's a, he's a preacher, and he, and he shows, he talks about how big God is and how big our universe is, and he begins to show you, you know, how big the rest of it is. But we are so caught up in ourselves, we don't realize how big God is. But I get confidence in knowing that God, of how big God is and that he loves me and he's concerned about me and he gives me authority and he gives you authority. Yes. When I say about me, I'm actually referring to you as well. So I want to read just a couple of scriptures to encourage you. You're familiar with Isaiah chapter 40 because there's a lot of plaques that say, them that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. But you know, there's more to that scripture than that. The scripture is dealing with how, how the, uh, the Israelites and even the world, they're making idols to worship. They're made with men's hands. You say, well, I don't worship idols. No, but you watched American Idol faithfully. <laughs> uh, we make... We, they made these idols. They, they cut down a tree they would... If, if, if they couldn't afford uh, a gold idol or a silver idol, they, they would cut down a tree that wouldn't rot and they would take it to a, a craftsman and he would shape it and mold it and put a chain on it if they can afford it. And God was comparing it. He, 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 this, is, this is what this chapter is about. And he said in verse 25, to whom will you liken me? He says, or to whom shall I be equal? This is what God is saying. Well, who are you going to compare me to? To whom, I, who, to whom shall I be equal? Lift up your eyes on high. You know, this is the same thing that God spoke to Abraham when Abraham didn't have any children. And God said, I'm going to make your children as the sands of the seas. Because Abraham was questioning him. He says, go out and look at the stars. You know, it's disappointing to go out and look at the stars around here. Because you can go out and you can look, you know. But if you've ever been in the middle of the ocean and there's no lights at all, you see a carpet of stars. You see uh, meteorites shooting stars. Just, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And that's the kind of thing that God said to Abraham, go out and look at the stars and count them. And if you can count them, then you can count your descendants, which he couldn't do. And I tell you that we have got a God that's so big, but he's so concerned about you. Yeah. One of the things that frustrates me you know, and I can, you know, is so many times we put God out there. Mm 
We put God way out there. We try to reach him. But the scripture says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's in you. And so I'm not talking about how great you are. I'm talking about how great he is, and he's not that far away. So he says, lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by numbers and calls them all by name. In other words, God creates, created the stars, and there's no way we, we can even see them all. And he, na- and he names each one of them. He says, by the greatness of his might and by the strength of his power, not, w- not one is missing. He says in verse 12 of that same chapter, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hands? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of water in the, in the world. <laughs> when, I was, uh, when I was a kid, it was join the Navy and see the world. They didn't tell you that 70% of the, wa- of the, of the earth is water. <laughs> so you saw the world, all right. <laughs> I did go to France and a, and a couple other places, but... <laughs> he says, who has measured... And this is who we're talking about, the God who took his took to his hand and measured all the waters. He says he measured, and he measured the heavens. He measured the universe with the span of his hand. (laughs) And calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. He weighed the mountains in a scale and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or, or as his counselor has taught him. With whom did he take counsel and who instructed him? I do want to say this, though, in all fairness. How many of us have tried to counsel him? <laughs> God asks us to do something and we tell him no. God asks us to do him and we ask him, are you sure? God tells us to do something when we say, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, we ought to sing Amazing Grace every day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this. Because of what Jesus has done for us, I hate to say this, but you know who John Newton is. John Newton wrote Amazing Grace. But he said, I am the greatest sinner, but I serve the greatest Savior. I serve the greatest Savior. With all of this, I'm talking about how big God is. He is concerned about you. He knows the very, he knows the number of hairs on our head. 
He goes on to say, Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord or, or as his counselor taught him? With whom did he take counsel and who instructed him? Who taught him in the paths of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop in the bucket. I remember uh, several years ago, I was walking along the Potomac, I, uh, right outside, right across the river from Washington, D.C. And, uh, you know, it's just sometimes just frustrating. But I was walking and I was looking across the river at the Capitol and I saw the Washington Monument and different things like that. And uh, it's like in a moment in my imagination, God took me up like 100 miles I didn't go anywhere. I was just in my imagination. I was taken up. And God said, they're not very, and speaking of the, na the nation, they're not very big compared to me. He, just to put it in perspective, behold, the nations are a drop in the bucket and are counted as a small dust of the scales. And I have a question here. Are you focused on the small corner of, the, of your world or on the awesome greatness of your God? Yeah. I pin this in, in uh, Jeremiah 32, verse 17. We used to sing this as a song. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arms, and nothing is too difficult for you. Nothing is too difficult for you. Have you ever been in a place where you thought it was just, it, could God do anything for me? He says, nothing is too difficult for me. Nothing's too difficult for you. So I don't want to, uh, so we see many scriptures in the Bible that tells us not to lose our confidence. Yeah. Hebrews 10:35. Therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. Do you know your confidence your confidence makes you available to receive the reward. Your confidence. How confident are we? Are? Do we serve a little God? Do we serve a God that can only uh, handle, uh, you know, medium problems? Or do we serve a God that can raise the dead? Even if I die, I'm still going to live. Jesus, you know, Jesus said, if you believe in me, you will never die. Mm. Well, how about that? I've seen people, they didn't die. They left their body. <laughs> Jesus said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Their body is asleep. But when Jesus comes back, their body's going to wake up, be recreated, and that same spirit that left it going to be transformed, it's going to be, you know, it's going to infill that body and it's going to raise up and going to be a body like Jesus. 
after he rose from, you know, even before he died on the cross, he was walking on the water. <laughs> it says, come on, Peter. And Peter walked on the water. After he was resurrected, they were meeting together for fear of the Jews they had the doors locked and Jesus walks through the wall. And then he says, do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of fish and some honeycomb. Then he goes through the wall. How did the fish and the honeycomb get out? <laughs> Just a thought. How big is our God? Cast not away your confidence because you serve a big God. You serve a big God. Hallelujah. Therefore, cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. If it wasn't possible to lose your confidence, then he wouldn't have warned us against it. He wouldn't have warned us against it if it was impossible for us to lose it. Well, he didn't even have to write that in the Bible. I knew that myself. <laughs> have you ever lost your confidence? Of course. Well, maybe I shouldn't speak for you. I speak for myself. Of course I've lost my confidence. But I've gotten it back. Gotten it back because of who he is. Thank you, Lord. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Give heed. Give heed. Give heed to the gospel. Lest we drift away. Lest we drift away. It's possible for us to drift away. He says, how shall we escape if we neglect? How can I drift away? By neglect. By neglect. My dad used to say something. It was one of the more positive things he ever told me. <laughs> he said, if I would have known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. He was only 73 when he died, so he wasn't that old. You know, the older I get, 73 doesn't look that old to me. <laughs> 80 sometimes don't even look too bad. You know? <laughs> Have you ever noticed your, your, <laughs> your opinion changes as you get older? It's like Mark Twain said. He said uh, when he was a teenager, he was amazed at how stupid his father was. <laughs> and he was amazed when he got into his 20s how much his father had learned. <laughs> our eyes, don't our eyes get opened? Thank you, Jesus. Well, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, he says, let us conduct ourselves without covetousness. In other words, let's not want whatever, what everybody else has. I have a, I have a picture on my phone. Um, it's a little, probably one, two-year-old girl in a bucket. That's her bathtub. A gallon bucket. And she's just got the biggest grin on her face. And it talked about happiness 
is being content with what you have. You know, if you're always worried about somebody else having more than you, you'll never be happy. You will never, ever be happy. I heard Lester Summerall say years ago, he says, when you get to my age, of course, I was in my 20s then. I couldn't see what he was talking about. But he said, when you get to my age, well, he was talking about when you're young, you're out to get. He said, when you get to my age, I think he was in his 70s at that time. He said, you're looking to give away. You're looking to give. Well, if you're, if you're out to get, you'll never be happy. Right. If you get to the place where you're willing to give it away, you're satisfied. Satisfaction, guaranteed. I think Sears, I think that was their motto, satisfaction, guaranteed. There was a song, which I won't sing, But anyway, let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say, we may boldly say, it's time for Christians to become bold. We may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Why can I say that? Because there is authority in the word of God, and we are children of God, and God has given us the right to use his word. He's given us the right to use his name. He's given us the right. You know, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. We're joint heirs with Jesus. And so that was just the introduction. <laughs> don't worry, I don't, I like to get out of here at 12. I, I'm just as good, I'm just as anxious to eat as you are. <laughs> Some people say, well, you can preach longer. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I used to tell people, I used to tell our guest ministers, you can preach as long as you want, but shut out the lights when you leave. (laughs) Anyway. So we have the authority to bless, and I've already mentioned the fact of Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, 27, he says, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who despitefully use you. He said in another place, I don't have the scripture reference, but he said, when you go into a house, leave your peace. He said, as if the house is worthy, stay. He said, if it's not, don't worry about it. See, a lot of times, just because other people don't have peace, we let them take our peace. Don't let people take your peace. Even if they curse you, don't let people take your peace. Well, who do they think? They don't even know who I am. Doesn't matter. You're a child of God. You let them curse you as much as they want. You're still blessed. They cannot curse. You know, Balaam, the false prophet, he's pretty smart for a false prophet. The false prophet from the Old Testament that prophesied the star 
that led the wise men to Jesus also prophesied this. He says, I cannot curse what God has blessed. I cannot curse what God has blessed. God has blessed you, so even if they curse you, you guys, are, you guys must be feeling neglected. I'm going to come over here and talk to you guys. Yeah, even if they curse you, it can't take hold because you are blessed. Balaam, the false prophet, said, I cannot curse what God has blessed. So even if they curse you, don't take it. Don't take what somebody else is saying about you as in a curse. So, again, the authority of the word. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. So, in other words, there's life in the word of God. There's life in the word. There's life not only in the word that's written, there's life in the word that's spoken. We can take the the written word and make it a spoken word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We've already, uh, well, I didn't mention it today, but uh, Romans chapter uh, 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Who do you believe the most in the world? You believe yourself. So if you're speaking God's word, you you believe yourself more than anybody else. You know, people don't do it anymore, at least not to my face. <laughs> but I used to get, every time I would preach, somebody would come up to me after the service and critique me on what I just said. One person would actually, I'm not going to mention their name. Not the name of the, uh, I'm not going to mention anybody's name, but... Somebody would come up to me after the service and would say, that's not what so-and-so believes. And it was a big-time TV preacher. i say, well, I don't care what so-and-so believes. The Bible says this. So, so if you critique me, <laughs> I'll be as nice as I was then. Let it go in one ear and out the other. <laughs> and I'll smile as I'm doing it. I don't know. I'm a little nastier than I used to be, but <laughs> who knows what you'd get. Anyway, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. God's not a man that he should lie. Actually, I've already thought about my next message. It's about, and actually it's kind of saying this morning, but it goes along the line as God is not who we think he is. God is who he says he is. You know, God made man in his own image Mm -hmm. and man has been trying to do the favor ever since. In other words, we've been trying to recreate God in our image ever since he has made us in his image. But God says, I'm not a man that I should lie, neither, as a matter of fact, 
that false prophet said this. Balaam. He says, God's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Joshua 1.8, we're, we're mentioning the authority of the word. This book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Then you shall make your way, at, at, oh, you'll meditate in it day and night that you should observe to do according to all that's written. Then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall have good success. I want to just say this. This is not a self-help scripture. There's a lot of self-help books. And some of them will help you. But this is a God-help book. God says, if you do what I tell you, I'll help you. And I want to... I want to, this will be my last scripture. Then I'm reading. <laughs> and Psalm, I, I just want to, I want to turn there. Let's go to Psalm, Psalm, first Psalm. First Psalm 1. And then after I do that, I want to take the word and bless you. Okay? I want to show you how easy it is to bless people. Just by taking the blessings that's already in the word of God and speaking it over people. You say, well, they don't want to hear it. If they don't want to hear it, do it behind their back. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I'm not talking saying nasty things behind their back. I'm saying blessing them behind their back. He says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. He says, You're blessed if you don't scorn or mock people. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in, and in his law he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which bring forth his fruit in his season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. In other words, the per people in the first scripture are not going to prosper in an in a eternal way because they are in a mode of mocking people. But God says, if you will feed on my word, whatever you do will prosper. Well, it's interesting that Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So if I fill my heart with the word and fill my heart with blessing, then when I speak to people, not only will I be blessed, but they'll be blessed. And you will say, Pastor, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I have a ministry. I know you have a ministry. I've been telling you that for years. And I'm going to tell you what your ministry is. Let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth but that which is good to edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. Yeah. 
and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. The next chapter says to become imitators of God as dear children. And how did God, how does God act? Well, let's just, you know, we've used this before. And you, some of you probably quote this, but I'm going to speak this over you as a blessing. The Lord is your shepherd. You will not want. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. The Lord restores your soul. He restores your soul. He leads you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear any evil. For the Lord is with you. The Lord comforts you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. The Lord prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He anoints your head with oil. Your cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I could do the same thing with the 91st Psalm, which I'm not going to do at this moment. But I want us to, uh, if, if you'll turn to Ephesians, if, if you're interested in being blessed. Because you can speak these over yourself. If I could find Ephesians. Here it is. Okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed you. Who has blessed you. You're blessed. Who has blessed you with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose you, the Lord has chose you in him before the foundations of the world that you should be holy. You are holy and without blame before him in love. The Lord has made you accepted in the beloved. The Lord has redeemed you through his blood and forgiven you of your sins. The Lord makes known to you the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he might gather together all things in Christ. In him you have obtained an inheritance yes. being predestined. Yep. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise mm-hmm. who, ha- uh, who is the guarantee of your inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. You are blessed. And the word of God gives you the authority to bless. And if you don't know how to bless, use the word of God that it carries its own authority. Use it. You know, uh, I had a, somebody told me one time, it was my sister, one of my sisters, I have four sisters. So you don't know which one. (laughs) But one of my sisters told me, she said, you're selfish because 
the way I prayed says I edify myself. She says, well, you're selfish. So the Lord told me, he said this, he said, if you're not edified, you're not going to edify anybody else. So I encourage you to bless yourself so that you can be a blessing to others. Bless the Lord. Well, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that we have received an abundance of grace. We thank you that the Word of God carries an authority, Lord God, to uh, carries an authority to, to cause us to be able to bless. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I just thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask the healing team to come up.